Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Let's switch gears and, and talk some basketball. He's the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. He's the one and only David Locke. What's going on, David? Not much, guys. How are you? Apologize. I think I screwed up today and lost cell phone battery, so I, I, I found a way to reach you, though. All good, I buddy. I a little creativity. No, we're glad, uh, we're glad you uh, jumped in. Let's, let's get right to it. Uh, thoughts on the finals. Milwaukee champs. Uh, I mean, from a Jazz purely standpoint, you, you can't like anything more than a superstar staying in his town, trying to um, and, and to win in his city, uh, and uh, you know to do it in a smaller market. I think there's a, a bunch of interesting parallels. Um, one of the great people of all time, Herb Cole, owned that franchise. He was probably the equivalent of the Millers to Milwaukee. Um, he was a senator, uh, had done everything for them, and then over time. Um, you know, he sells it to this incredibly wealthy venture capital group out of New York. Uh, everyone actually in the league kind of murmured whether they might move. Instead, they build this massive, awesome arena, and they have a young superstar that decides to stay as they change the branding of the city of Milwaukee, I think, in the process, as well as, um, you know, the whole franchise. And I think Ryan Smith could be that same person for us who – you know, comes in with a new energy after following one of the great ownership groups of all time uh, and, and a similarly important person in the community as Herb Cole was to the Millers. And, you know, hopefully, you know, rebrands the, the franchise of the Jazz a little bit in the city of Salt Lake in the state of Utah uh, and move, you know, in the same way. So maybe Donovan can be gone. So uh, maybe there's some parallels there. There's a Jazz fan. I think this is probably what you had to root for and you had to like the whole files, frankly, because of Phoenix. Uh, from a particular performance, uh, you know, I tweeted last night, this is one of the five greatest performances in the history of the game. I'm just not sure what the other four are, right? Like, you kind of know they're out there. You have to go research them, right? But uh, what we, the superhuman will of Giannis Antetokounmpo was overwhelming. David, uh, we saw what the Bucks did. They had Giannis and they had Middleton, uh, and they added uh, Drew Holiday, which was uh, you know pricey, but uh, but it was a good move, and they win their championship. What do you think the Jazz need to add? do? They need to make a major deal, or do they can they just tweak it and get where they need to be in order not just to, not not necessarily to win a championship, but to contend for one uh, on a regular basis. Resign Mike Conley and be able to continue to move forward with that. Like Kevin Durant's foot is not on the line, hits the three, Brooklyn wins, Drew Holiday deal, a good deal or a bad deal? Hmm. Good deal? I mean, I just think it's a really interesting, like, I just think you have to put yourself, I love what you said at the end of that question, Gordon, to contend. Because I think that's really what you're building your team to do, is be in the final four in your conference and see what happens. What happens if Milwaukee has seen Philadelphia? Joel Embiid guards the rim. Ben Simmons guards Giannis. Seidel guards Middleton. I love Philadelphia in that matchup. Like, I like Milwaukee. Like, Milwaukee gave Brooklyn fits because they could do a bunch of things to them. But I like Philadelphia against Milwaukee. I think they match up beautifully. So I really believe you're building yourself to try to be one of the final four in your conference and see if you get matchups. 
frankly, we would have looked better against Milwaukee or Phoenix. I'm not going to say we would have won. That's pretty pompous, arrogant, and disrespectful to those two teams and what they put out there. But we would look better against Phoenix and Milwaukee than we ever would against the Clippers. And that's sort of the matchup, uh, uh, you know, uh, that game that you play. Uh, you get matched up who you get matched up with, and you go from there. But, David, there's also the good fortune factor in all this. I still believe if Mike Conley had been healthy and if Donovan Mitchell had been fully healthy, uh, you know, Mike had some awfully good games against the Clippers if you go back and look through them. So, I mean, luck plays a role in this, too. Certainly. I mean, Derek Fisher's. Fade away for the Lakers, gets them a title against the Spurs. Offensive rebound kick out to Ray Allen. Frankly, Giannis tipping a missed rebound the other night and having it go back to his teammate instead of going to a fast. Devin Booker pulls from 16 instead of un, for kind of un, why did Devin Booker go in and late on that drive? Like what was he doing? Like he frankly, you know, like he's not a great clutch player and he and he, and he made the wrong move right there. Like Devin Booker pulls from 16 and hits a jumper, they win it. Like, like the, the, the margin and the level of, of what it is to win, it, it, and, then, and then let's just take the honest thing. Like, I, I don't think you can build a franchise and ever expect to get a performance like you got from Giannis last night. Like, if that's what it, like, if that's what it takes, like there's like three guys in the world, maybe in the history of the game, that can play that hard. Like, I don't know how he played the fourth quarter without passing out. The energy he expelled in the first three quarters was incredible. The offensive rebound putback he had, like, late in the first half was, like, was just pure will. Like, maybe that was early third quarter. Like, it was incredible. So, like, if that's what it takes to win a championship, like, that's pretty, like, I mean, that's really fairly remarkable stuff we're talking about here. So, one, I think you have to understand how nearly impossible it is to win a title. Like, you think about it. You have to have Devin Booker make that mistake. You have to have Kevin Durant's foot on the line. You have to have Giannis somehow not tear every ligament in his knee. And then you have to have Giannis have that performance. And then you have to have Brooke Lopez drop 33 when Giannis is out. Like, it's almost impossible to do for anyone to win a title. It's just that incredible. And... So you better put yourself in a position where you're competing and then hope that a lot of these things happen because there's not much more to it than that. So, David, it's my opinion that uh, the Bucks won uh, in large part because Giannis and Drew Holiday are both really good on both sides of the floor, the two-way player. And uh, I, I wonder, Gordon and I have been talking about this quite a bit this week, w- will that catch on? Uh, with the crowd that always says, I want to win a championship uh, and I'll do anything to do it. Is there any chance that those players looking at uh, at Giannis and Drew Holiday go, well, maybe I'll get out there and bust my butt on both sides of the ball? So who are you – I'm not following. Like, who are you really talking about? Well, like how many – well, I mean, how many offensive-only players are out there that I'm sure, like Damian Lillard, I'm sure wants to win a title, and maybe uh, you know other players that are that are really offensive-focused. I mean, what there are dozens in the NBA, right? That are Maybe really great players. To Donovan, uh, I'm right? sure. I think you could throw Donovan in there too. Uh, but those guys think, well, wow, I if I can get it done at both sides, that's what it requires to to win a championship. Um, well, first of all, Drew Holiday, we wouldn't be including if he didn't play with the Oz. Okay. Right? Like, he was 4 of 19 last night. Right. But um, game five, he was great. I mean, 
He's yeah, a little right. hidden, um, nose, but he's a two-way yeah, guy. Yeah, right. I mean, that's kind of who he is. Um, so you're really talking about, yeah, I mean, to win it, like LeBron plays Kawhi, like who have been our champions, right? Like yep. Steph D's up when he has to in, the, in that setting. But Kobe, um, Jordan, so, I mean, you can go back yeah, through it, right? right? So that, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. So, I mean, that's like being a champion's crazy hard. Like that's. And the real problem is you can do all those things right and you still don't win a championship. Being, being a champion, I believe, and it's just, it's remarkable. Like, it's, Giannis is just one of the great stories of all time. Like, how is this, have you seen that interview with him in Greece where he's like, I want to be an MVP and be a champion? Like, how do you even do that? <laughs> right? Like, three years earlier, he was, like, sleeping in gyms because they didn't have a house. He was selling trinkets on the streets of Greece. And stuff. Like, it's, it's, he's just, he's just a, He's just the greatest. He's just unbelievable. And his interviews during this process have been so forthcoming. I've never seen an athlete be as honest as he's been during during the run. It was the last athlete I've seen be this honest about things was Kobe, but he was done. Like it was what in his retirement year, where it really didn't matter anymore. And then he became very honest about things. But I've never seen an athlete as honest as what he's been this year. Um, but anyway, to answer your question, I guess I, I mean. It's just really hard hard to win a championship. And maybe by your eighth year in the league, you learn that. Like, I think that's the other one from a jazz standpoint that's relevant. Like, that was Middleton and Giannis's eighth year together. Their sixth year was a disaster. Right? Their four-game loss to the Toronto Raptors was a mess. They couldn't have been worse. And it wasn't great last year, though. I give them a little bit of a pass because I think the George Floyd social justice, George Hill leading the boycott, disrupted that team both externally and internally in a manner that made it very hard for them to go on what the necessary for a championship run. Um, maybe rightfully so and totally worth it. I'm not putting a value just on that, but just isolate the championship. But, I mean, two years ago, this team had just an absolutely disastrous playoff run. So, you know, I think it's very – I think these things are hard, are, are just crazy hard. Um, I frankly think – I get it. Like, I opened my podcast today with this. I watched that game thinking, oh, my gosh, I do nothing more than want to call this. Like, I was texting Boone during the game, like, oh, my gosh, could you imagine calling this? It'd be incredible. To say that, I think it's such an unrealistic expectation for a fan base to set that as my only standard. It's great to say you want to win a championship, we've got to win a championship. And, and, and if we ever do, we'll have 60,000 people on the streets like they did, it would be the greatest thing ever. But, like, it's such an unrealistic expectation. It's just insane. Shoot for it. Go for it, but understand how absolutely crazy that is to try to do that and what it took to do it. David, thank you very much for jumping on with us, man. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you next week. Thank you, and my apologies for, you know, messing up timing today. All good, buddy. Thanks for jumping on. There you go. It's our friend David Locke. His visit brought to you by the Murdoch Auto Group. It's crazy hard, just like he was saying, but I don't blame Jazz fans for dialing in on that, you know. They want to win a championship. Well, they had the best record. Fan base. Yeah. yeah, and they had the best record in the league this year. I mean, got the best record in the league. You're you're a contender, and it came up short. And of course, that's going to be disappointing. But that is an interesting comparison that the Bucks were falling short year after year. Sure. And now they punch through. Yep. So.